When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and we are live on ESPN2. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas hanging out with you, filling in for the guys. You can follow us on Twitter at Amber W Sports. That's me at H Douglas 83. That's him. You can also join the conversation on the call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We have been asking you who is the team to beat in the AFC this upcoming season as we head into training camp here this week. The phone lines are lit, so let's go ahead and get to some more of your calls. Jose is in Tampa. Jose, what do you have for us on the Chiefs? Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing today? Good morning. We're great. Doing well. All right. So, um, listening to what you guys are saying, man, um, first of all, I want to go off of one thing. I don't know if you guys remember the last time we, we heard Bart Scott say something about the Kansas City Chiefs. It was on ESPN, how he said that the Kansas City Chiefs are the roster and that they have now coming in. They're possibly not going to make the playoffs. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, I remember it. Okay. So, honestly, a lot of people and everybody on ESPN and everything thought he was crazy for saying that. Honestly, I'm one of those that don't think he's crazy. I'm going to believe it. Um, and the reason why I say that is because the loss of Tyreek Hill is a, big, is a big factor. You guys think about what he does on that field. He controls the middle. Um, Mahomes, uh, third and whatever it is that he goes to, you know he has Tyreek Hill. That's his comfort zone. Lamar has Mark, Mark Andrews. We all know that. Um, now that Tyreek's not there. He's that he's that factor that draws that second triple team, which then allows Travis Kelsey to be Travis Kelsey, or should we say he gets his swagger back? But we're going to see a different Travis Kelsey this year. Um, we're going to see him actually work harder for his yards. Juju Smith, I can get with him. He's a good slot, but he's not he's not dynamic enough to to get you those long yards. And on to, at the end of it all, <clears throat> they're not dynamic enough to to beat the AFC West, nor a total full-packaged AFC overall. Thanks for the call, Jose. I mean, obviously, they are in a stacked division. We already covered that, Harry. But what I thought he said there about Travis Kelsey was interesting because they still got Kelsey. They still got one of the best tight ends in the entire game. And, yes, you're right, Juju, Valdez, Scantling, like they aren't Tyreek Hill, but you did bring in multiple pieces to try to make up that huge void of Hill. Plus, again, Kelsey's still there, but Jose thinks he's taking a step back. Well, this we're season. talking like the Kansas City Chiefs didn't bring in quality guys, right? Like Marquez Valdez Scantley is a quality receiver. Mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster, when he's healthy, is a quality receiver. Miko Harmon, I think he's going to step up and needs to step up more this year. Sky Moore was one of my favorite receivers in this year's draft. Uh, if 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 Justin Ross can be healthy, I think he might be one of the steals of the draft. And they didn't even draft him. They got him as a free agent. Yeah, I, I mean, they absolutely have decent pieces. I think it's just that when you look at the void left by Tyreek, like that's what people, I guess, I, I are so nervous about. Again, as a Dolphins fan, I want to believe it's true, 
But I tend to agree with you that, you know, they did bring in. It's a team pretty, game. Right. It's a team like, game. People do understand that. And right? at that position now, I think it's going to be more of yes. a team approach. Because, yes, you might not have arguably the best receiver in the game anymore, but you do have a good receiver room when you take the room as a whole. Darren. Yates is in Ohio. Uh, you apparently agree with Keyshawn Johnson about Josh Allen, that he needs to show you more. What's up, Darren? Yes. Um, I've, I've been a Buffalo hey. Bills fan for 40 years, and I saw Jim Kelly, and I don't think that Josh Allen is, in his mind, the quarterback that Jim Kelly was. I think I – think I always tell everybody if Josh Allen had Jim Kelly's mind or Jim Kelly had, had Josh Allen's athleticism, they'd be unbeatable. And, you know, Josh Allen's close, but he's not there yet. So that's th- Thank you, Darren, for the call. That is a caller who uh, really appreciates yesteryear uh, for his Can I team. ask you a question? Go ahead. Josh Allen is – it's not even a question. It's a statement. Do people understand that Josh Allen is going in, only going into year five? Apparently not. I, I've been surprised by that as well because you were right when you spoke earlier about Josh Allen when we played the Keyshawn bite. Keyshawn's like, I need to see more. It's like, well, we've seen more every single season, right? <laughs> I mean, quite literally, he has shown us more every single season. Yes, his rookie year left something to be desired. None of us were sold on him yet. Yes. But at this point, I don't know how you're not sold on Josh Allen. Well, let's just say the last two years – uh, 2020, Josh Allen uh, completion percentage was 69.2. Threw for over 4,500 yards, 37 touchdowns, uh, 10 interceptions. Last year, they, that's the year they went to the AFC Championship game when they lost to the Chiefs. Last year, over 4,400 yards, 36 touchdowns, 15 INTs, but he rushed for over 700 yards. Pretty good. And you, you talk about a thriller, one of the best games I think I've ever seen in my life in NFL history. Uh, between them and the Kansas City Chiefs yes. throwing for over 350 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and putting his team in a position to make it to the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Like, let, let's stop acting like Josh Allen is in year 10 and year 11. He's going into year fi- year five, and he's progressing each year. Every single year. And he's one of the main see. reasons why we're even talking about the Buffalo Bills going to going to a Super Bowl and contending this year. Oh, Yeah. And, I mean, think about where we were with this Bills team five years ago, right, when he comes into the league, and where we are now where we're all believers in the Buffalo Bills, which is just even strange to say. And so much of that is predicated on the success and the growth of Josh Allen. I like his mindset. I love Josh Allen's mindset, man. He a dog. I was surprised that that caller, who was a Bills fan, said that 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 caller said, like, he didn't think that he had the right mindset like Jim Kelly used I mean, listen, to. I was surprised by that as well. I, love I, also, Jim I Kelly, feel like Josh but Josh the last Allen time seems I like checked, a winner. Jim Kelly hasn't won a Super Bowl. He's been to some, but he hasn't won one. Uh, this but I love is Jim Kelly. I'm, it's not a knock on Jim Kelly. I'm just saying uh, he's talking like Jim Kelly won a Super Bowl. Right. He didn't win one. I think everybody just likes who they grew up watching, yeah. right? Like it's just nostalgia. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. You can watch us live on ESPN two. So I mentioned Keyshawn talking all crazy about Josh Allen because he did that uh, not long ago. For context, here was Keyshawn Johnson, host of the show, Keyshawn J. Will and Max talking about Josh Allen. 
I don't believe Josh Allen is the reason that the Buffalo Bills were in the position that they were in. I believe it was the coaching. I believe it was the the acquisition of Diggs through the general manager and Brandon Bean. I like Josh Allen, but I'm just not that guy that all of a sudden look up and because Josh Allen had two good solid seasons back to back that he is just getting ready to be the next guy. Even even though people pushing it that way, I don't I need to see more. That's just me. <laughs> I mean, Keyshawn Johnson's pinky finger knows more about football than me, right? But the fact that you, Harry Douglas, who also knows so much about football, obviously spent so many years in the league yourself, the fact that you are just grabbing your head in frustration listening to that bite shows me that my frustrations with that bite feel a bit justified. Well, I also know coaching played a part in them losing that game against the Chiefs as well. Right. Well, that's true. That's fair. (laughs) Like, let's be honest here. Right. Like, decide not to squib kick. Playing prevent defense with 13 seconds left, that's that, that that's a part of coaching. Yeah, Josh Allen was not the problem No, in that game no, by any means. At all. He was why they were in a position to win with 13 seconds left Correct. in that game. Yes. That Amber. was Josh Allen. At least a lot of that was Josh Allen. I don't yeah, know why I'm so bothered. Listen, I love Key. That's my guy. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so bothered by that statement. I am really bothered by that statement. Uh, it is a wild bite from Keyshawn Johnson, but that's what we do around here, right? On Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. We are taking your calls on which is the team to beat in the loaded, absolutely stacked AFC this season. You can give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN. Coming up next, could an argument be made that the Chiefs' wide receiving core as a whole is better heading into the season, even without Tyreek Hill? We'll get into that with Harry Douglas. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This is ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days. 
the Buffalo Bills. They're the only team in the National Football League that's returning a top five offense and a top five defense. And it seems like their general manager, Brandon Bean, has gotten rid of anything that could potentially be a distraction. Everybody feels like the window is closing. I don't agree with that. They're still a very young football team, but now is a good time to strike for this team. Bill's got a great shot. A ton of pressure on the Buffalo Bills to get this thing done with Josh Allen. And so now the ball is in his court in terms of being able to deliver. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet to us at Amber W. Sports at HDouglas83. Now, Harry Douglas was hot all break long because he is very upset about Keyshawn Johnson's thoughts on Josh Allen. We had played some sound from Keyshawn Johnson earlier where he says that Josh Allen still has something to prove to him. So let's bring in some help for this conversation. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, joining us here live on set on ESPN2 uh, from the Seaport District. of New. confusing me. Of, you, are, you do have a you, uh, uh, table. Dan is having down. a little trouble. I never saw that before. With the table. the table. I didn't know the tables could go up and I didn't down. Know so you just taught me it's something. freaking me out. When I walk into a new set, I just try not to touch anything yeah, because I, I get I get very scared. But uh, Dan, uh, Harry was very scared about Keyshawn's comments about Josh Allen. What is your take on Josh Allen? Because Keyshawn Johnson says he still has to show us more. And most of us out here feel like, well, he has every single season. Well, look, yeah, he has shown more every single season. But I mean, he's at the point now where they got to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, because they're they're right there, right? They got... Barely, uh, the Chiefs knocked him out two years ago, and then the Chiefs knocked him out last year. Barely, right? If he calls heads instead of tails, maybe it's different. But, I mean, th- that's where they are. They're good enough to go to and win the Super Bowl. Uh, so once you have a team that fits that description and you don't do it, then you risk being called an underachiever, right? So you don't want, if you're Josh Allen or if you're a fan of Josh Allen, you don't want him to fall into that bucket. So at some point in the next couple of years, because we all know these windows are short, Right at some point in the next couple of years, and, and ideally this one, he's got to get there in order to to cash in on all this promise. But I want you to listen to this, Shannon, our producer in the back. Shannon, can you play the clip for Gras so he can hear exactly what Keyshawn said? <laughs> I, I I need I need Gras to hear this himself so he can react to this. I don't believe Josh Allen is the reason that the Buffalo Bills were in the position that they were in. I believe it was the coaching. I believe it was the the acquisition of Diggs through the general manager and Brandon Bean. I like Josh Allen, but I'm just not that guy that all of a sudden look up and because Josh Allen had two good solid seasons back to back that he is just getting ready to be the next guy. Even Even though people pushing it that way, I don't, I need to see more. That's just me. Graz, help me. So, because I'm confused. So I'm going back to the the Josh the year he's drafted, right? Josh. So like, is Correct. Keyshawn think like if it was just Baker Mayfield in there that Josh Allen would have <laughs> like the Bills would have done what they did the last couple? Like that's what I understand. Like what do you need to? So here, so remember last year the 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 game, the Monday night game, the the Patriots go up there and it's all that wind and and it's crazy game and and the Patriots win the game and the Correct. Bills were so mad. So I covered the game in Foxborough a couple weeks later when the Bills went in there. I had the sideline for for ESPN Radio. So I had a pretty up-close look at what Josh Allen did that day, which was put the team on his back and crush the Patriots' souls and, and announce to, to New England and the world, no, 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 we're the better team. That was a fluke game. You're not going to beat us. And if that wasn't good enough, a couple weeks later in the playoffs, he had a game where they didn't punt. Right? I, I don't think they punted that game either. Like, there were like four games down the stretch last year, including the playoff game. So, no, Allen, I, I, watching that game up close, that was a situation where, where the quarterback, 
was making plays at a level that you dream of if you are a, a coaching staff, which, again, the Bills have had a, a, an excellent coaching staff. They're an extremely well-coached team. And I'm as curious as anybody what the departure of Brian Dayball, what effect that'll have on Josh Allen. Because the first time he'll have been without Dayball in his NFL career. However, I do think he has shown the ability to elevate his team and win at a high level. Just hasn't won that that one playoff game that he needs to against the Chiefs. Yeah, Harry was theorizing that maybe it's the day ball factor that brought Keyshawn maybe. to that soundbite that we just heard. But none of us sitting on this set then believe that Josh Allen is responsible for that loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, the collapse none. that, of course, we all remember with the epic game. That was the Bills' defense. The defense gets better this offseason. They bring in a future Hall of Famer in Von Miller. How much better do you think they are going to be defensively? How much is that going to get them over the hump? Well, I think it matters a lot. And, and, and there is continuity on the coaching staff on that side of the ball. And I'm sure that's part of what Keyshawn's talking about when he talks about their great coaching is Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, and Sean McDermott, the head coach, whose background is, is on that side of the ball. Uh, when you talk to people with the, with the L.A. Rams about last year and what they did, they will tell you that the addition of Von Miller midseason was critical to their success because he it brought in a guy that had been there before in terms of winning the Super Bowl. And all these guys in this locker room that, that felt like they were good enough to do it now had a guy in their ear and in their face every week telling them sort of how, right, and, 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 and speaking from experience. He's now in Buffalo in a very similar situation, right, a team that, that, that probably b- believes that it's good enough to win the whole thing and, and should because they look that good on paper and we've seen them perform at that level. Now you add a guy who's got the experience of having won it twice, including last year, if someone needs to stand up in that locker room and, and, and make a speech about how to win and, and what to do in, in the face of adversity to overcome it, he's going to have all of their attention. So I think it matters a lot. Plus, the fact, he played at a high level for the Rams. Like, he's, oh, not, yes. he's not just some, like, you know, oh, yes. he's not like a pass rusher emeritus, right? Where, like, he'll be able to actually help uh, in an area where they have, if there's one area where they've been inconsistent on defense, it's generating that pass rush. So... Yeah, I think it's a massive addition. Obviously, what they paid indicates that they feel it's a high-value addition, and, and I, think it's, I think it's a really smart move. Are the Rams going to take a step back now? Because most people think that they're going to find themselves in another Super Bowl, but obviously they lost him. It's, it's so hard to repeat. I mean, that's the thing. Like, like any, they could get to the Super Bowl and lose, and that's a step back. Right. right? So well, that's, that's And there's no shame in that, right? So, so yeah, I, I think they probably – but I don't think that's – I mean, th- that, that locker room is now full of guys that know they can do it mm-hmm. because they did it. So I, I think Von Miller's effect lingers there in L.A. Uh, you know, the Rams are in position, obviously, to, re- to repeat. They're good enough. It's just, you know, you never see it. It's been 18 years. So we're going to switch it to the Kansas City Chiefs. They're part of our two-a-days feature today. How much will Patrick Mahomes miss a guy like Tyreek Hill? So, I, when I talk to defensive coaches around the league about the last couple of years about playing the Chiefs, Hill is the scariest guy. He's the guy that, that freaks them out, that they, but that they say we have to make sure that this guy doesn't wreck the game on us. And I think you saw teams play the Chiefs that way last year. And remember, we go back to last September and October, we're talking about what's wrong with the Chiefs' offense. Mm-hmm. And they were, everybody was playing these two deep coverages, and they hadn't adjusted yet. But then they did, right? And then they were productive over the, over the second half of the season. They found a way uh, for Hill to contribute, even though he wasn't taking the top off consistently. Uh, and I think they'll, they'll draw on that, right? That, like, the, the ability to adjust and operate in that shorter mid-range area. And then, you know, if Marquez Valdez-Scantling can stay healthy and be the deep threat that, that, um, you know, that, that he was at times in Green Bay, then that's, that's beneficial to them because 
he's not going to terrify. He's not going to require you to play the same kind of coverage as you played when Tyree killed. So there may be more opportunities for Mahomes down the field if that guy uh, can be a consistent player for them. So I think he misses him because it gave them an advantage that is irreplaceable. You cannot, you're not going to bring in anybody who's going to replicate what Tyreek Hill does. So it puts facts. more, it puts more onus on Mahomes and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and the coaching staff to, to get creative because they don't have something that can kind of erase, right? Like, so I, I think he'll miss him, but you know, he's, he's Mahomes. He's great. And it's Andy Reid and he's, he's a hall of fame coach. Like they're, they, they are capable of figuring this out. And I think they will see guys. That's the thing that's getting me with a lot of people saying that they're going to have such a drop off. We're acting like Andy Reid didn't coach teams before Tyreek Hill got there. Yeah. I remember him having a, uh, a Jeremy Macklin, a Deshaun Jackson, uh, a Brian Westbrook. Mm -hmm. He, Andy Reid has been doing this so long, and he's been successful in this league for a very, very long time. Is he going to miss Tyreek Hill? Yes, but it's not the end of the world for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think as a hold, when you look at their wide receiver group, they may have a better group as a hold because they added more guys to their wide receiver room than they had in years past. Yeah, I mean, look, it's not like they got into the season and lost Tyreek Hill to injury in week three. They've had since March to figure this out and put it together. They've had, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster there and all these guys that, that, that they brought in to try and replicate. Andy Reid's going to figure out how to score points. He always has. So, yes, they will miss Tyreek Hill, but I, I don't agree with a, any perception that might be out there that, that the Chiefs are in trouble as a result of this. So it might be more receiver-by-committee approach this well, season. We did have a call but earlier, a caller earlier, though, that suggested that Travis Kelsey is yeah. going to take a step back this season. Do you see that at all? I don't. I mean, I think Kelsey's going to be Kelsey. I think he's still going to dominate in the middle of the field. I think, you know— there have been times we've seen, I mean, like the Buccaneers managed to cover him with linebackers in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. The Buccaneers have incredible linebackers, right? Not every team has the personnel to do it. So he's going to continue to be the mismatch uh, that he has been. Uh, and I don't think that, I don't think that Travis Kelsey's success in Kansas City has been because Tyreek Hill was there. I, I, th- I think he's his own thing. I think they have to figure out what else to do around him. He may draw more attention um, but then again, that, that, then that's the chess match. That's where Andy Reid makes his counter move uh, and figures out a way to get him open again. So in which ways, when you look at the Green Bay Packers this year, we know Devontae Adams is no longer with that team. He was a big part of their success uh, since he's actually been there, especially the last four years. How much will Rodgers actually miss, and what ways will he miss a guy like Devontae Adams? Just the reliability. I mean, that's the problem when during Adams' time as Rodgers' number one, there really hasn't been an established number two. They haven't been able to figure – I mean, Valdez Scantling and Alan Lazard fills a certain role for them. I think they like him in that role. I don't think they want to give him a ton more to do. Uh, so can the young player uh, that, they, that they drafted out of North Dakota State, Watson, can, can he come quickly? Uh, can they get something out of uh, a Sammy Watkins, who's a useful player but hasn't necessarily lived up to his number four overall pick you know, draft status uh, throughout his career? Uh, they got to figure it out. They, they love both their running backs. I mean, they may turn out, to, especially early in the season, as they figure out this pass catcher group. I think so. Yeah, they're probably going to run it a lot. I think so. Um, so, you know, then does the line block it, and does Rodgers, you know, did the receivers present enough of a threat to help make that effective? But, again, it's Aaron Rodgers, right? And Matt LaFleur has won 13 games every year. He's been a head coach. Like, these are guys that have the ability to figure this out.
Yeah, when you have the uh, MVP at the helm, uh, it's not not so tough to figure some things out. So that's how much Aaron Rodgers might miss Devontae Adams. How much is Devontae Adams going to miss Aaron Rodgers? That's interesting. I mean, like he's so fired up about Derek Carr because they're good friends and they played right. together in college, and, and, and that's great. I, I See, I personally think Adams' numbers will not be what they were in Green Bay, but that's not because I don't think Devontae Adams is good. I, I think he is great. I think he's the best receiver in the league, and I think he'll play well, but... There's Hunter Renfro there, and there's Darren Waller there. And, and when we talk about Aaron Rodgers hasn't had a reliable second option since Adams has been in Green Bay, uh, Derek Carr will. He'll have reliable second and third options. So It might uh, be easier right. grass for him. Right? And so, so easier, you may not – you're not going to see probably the volume, right, of targets and catches and maybe yards. But, yeah, he might, he might be open more. So yeah. especially a guy who has that kind of skill at getting open, right? I mean, that's the thing with him. I mean, you, you tell me. As somebody who who played it, right? I mean, yeah, because that, that's that's my thing. He's when no you, joke, right? When you look at Devontae Adams and the coverage that he's seen in Green Bay, being that number one, and he still was yeah. consistent and getting open. Now you add a, a Hunter Renfro in the slot and a Darren Waller, who defenses got to pay attention to. Uh, Josh McDaniels, what he's going to uh, be able to drop in the run game with the with the yeah. running backs that they have. I think he's going to be open a lot more being with the Raiders than he was with Green Bay. Yeah, I'm just, just that's how I feel. Honestly, Could be. definitely something that people are probably not realizing when we talk about the uh, the departure from Aaron Rodgers, and then of course you know him going from MVP to MVP according to Devontae Adams, although he oh, walked Hall back. Hall of Fame. Oh, Hall of Fame. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. MVP to MVP. Yeah, Hall of Fame. A couple of jumps. The Hall of Fame. Got to win a playoff yes. game first, Grass. Got to uh, win yes, a playoff a game playoff first. A playoff game would certainly help. Uh, maybe even a Super Bowl would help in, in that. Uh, journey there for Derek Carr. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. Thanks for stopping by. Right, are, are you okay with this desk? It's, it's weird. You lean on it. I didn't know. This so okay, the first, new information. the first time I was here What's hosting. That? Hydraulics. Yeah, hydraulics. It is hydraulics. I didn't know. I didn't know it went up and down. The first time I was here filling in for Greeny on Greeny, I got up with my IFB still, uh, still fully attached yeah. to the soundboard and I broke the entire thing. Wow. That Broke was, the entire that, set. That's when I started to learn to drive a show after that day right there. <laughs> I went down. I was on Harry was, was by himself. Uh, it, was, it was brutal, so people just don't, don't touch real, anything. People don't realize. People don't realize what's going on here. It's just so the hard obstacles. being up here on television, yeah. right? Uh, tough sledding. So, Dan Graziano, thanks for joining us. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports Kevin Durant wants to be traded away from the Brooklyn Nets. There was a sense of inevitability, I think, around the Nets and around Kevin Durant that this day was coming. I think it's about time that Kevin Durant severed ties with Kyrie Irving as teammates. There's got to be a trade, and it's just a matter of where he winds up. If, if Kevin Durant is on the first train out, uh, Kyrie Irving will be on the caboose as far as the Nets are concerned. I think it's very likely that not only Kevin Durant, but Kyrie Irving have played their last games for the Nets. So you are listening to and watching on ESPN2, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max here on ESPN Radio with Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. You can follow us on Twitter at Amber W Sports at HDouglas83. You can also give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN, and join the conversation. Just as you heard it there on the Sports Center. Woj is reporting that the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets have engaged in some discussions as it pertains to Kevin Durant. And Harry, it had been crickets on the KD front. We are a month into the KD watch. 
since we learned that Kevin Durant wants to the be traded. The price is too high. Well, I mean, the price is too high. I, I, I mean, think about what they were doing out there in Utah, and you think about the price being <laughs> too know. high for Kevin Durant when we saw what Rudy Gobert went for, but that probably is part of the problem because there's only so much you can give away for any player of your team and still compete for a championship. Nobody's trading for KD unless they're in a position when they bring him in still to compete for a championship. So what are you willing to give up? Well, the Brooklyn or the uh, Boston Celtics are one of those teams that has assets to give away and they could still compete for a championship if they brought in Kevin Durant, namely Jalen Brown, he would probably be included in any trade because the Nets would be interested in acquiring Jalen Brown, right? Would they be wanting Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart? What would that do to the Celtics if they had to trade both? But if it was Jalen Brown and some other pieces like an Al Horford to make the salaries work, then maybe you could understand it from the Boston Celtics perspective. They obviously maintain Jason Tatum. According to Woj, Jason Tatum is off the table in terms of trade talks. Everybody else might be up for discussion. But a team with Kevin Durant, with Jason Tatum, maybe Marcus Smart is still there. That team certainly might get you over the hump. I mean, we are talking about a team that was in the NBA Finals this season. But, Amber, I'm up here thinking about this. As time has passed, when we first started at 6 a.m. this morning. you woken up a little bit more. And, and, and I, and I had coffee for you because you don't drink coffee. Yeah, I'm up here thinking about this. And I'm like, God, man, Kevin Durant, he lost to the Warriors, and, and he joined the Warriors. He got beat up. Not beat up. He got he got manhandled by the Boston Celtics defense when they played him in the first round of the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. And for him to go to the, to the ball, it's just, it would just seem it's weird. It's KD being KD, right? It's like KD joining. Like if you can't beat him, join him. We've seen Kevin Durant do it before. That's the knock. But at the same time, in fairness to Kevin Durant, at this point in his career, with the greatness of Kevin Durant, right? Like uh, arguably the second best player in the league, you can understand why that man would want to go to a contender. Oh, of, of course. And the only teams he had on his list. In the Miami Heat and the Phoenix Suns, let's not pretend like those aren't content. He literally chose the one seed from each conference, and he's like, these are the two teams I'll consider. Of course those are the teams that you'll consider. And now maybe you'd consider the Boston Celtics if you're Kevin Durant because, oh, by the way, they weren't the one seed in their conference, but they're the team that won their entire conference. And I would say this. If you're the Boston Celtics, you look to do it, though, because when you faced the Golden State Warriors, you felt like you was missing that piece. And, and I, 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 I will go back to the, the Warriors when they, they, they won the 73 games, right? And then they were up 3-1 to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they came, the Cavaliers came back and won that series. They said, you know what, we needed a guy like Kevin Durant. The Boston Celtics are saying right now, we probably need a guy like Kevin Durant. But for KD to go to Boston after they just got swept by them, granted, it was one of the closest sweeps I've ever seen. Listen, game closest one. Closest sweeps. Listen, game one. This feels like an oxymoron, though. Closest but, sweeps. I know, but just listen to, the, listen to what I'm about <laughs> to say, Amber. Game one, the, the, the Nets lost 115 to 114. Mm-hmm. Game two, they lost 114 to 107. Game three, they lost 109 to 103. Game four, they lost 116 to 112. Like, it's not like the games weren't close, but Kevin Durant did get beat up in that series. The Brooklyn Nets did get exposed in that series, and they thought that they could just go out there and play in Boston Celtics without gelling, without having that chemistry, and they actually got exposed. Yeah, people in, forget in that, that, that KD and Kyrie were both out there and they were both healthy yeah. for that series, yeah. right? Because we talk so much of like, oh, what would it look like if those guys were actually together? Well, we kind of saw what it looks like, not given they hadn't, they didn't have the chemistry coming off the regular season, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. But they 
certainly did have an opportunity in that series. They couldn't get over the hump. I thought the Boston Celtics, though, were going to be the one team in the NBA who wouldn't want to trade for Kevin Durant because I felt like the Boston Celtics are right there and they're right there organically, right? They did it now given they did it coming off the Kevin Garnett trade and whatever with all those picks. Then they end up doing it through the draft. They draft these guys, this young core, and then this young core develops and develops as you would expect them to develop where it's mm-hmm. like we get to the East, we get to the East, we actually get over the hump, we in the, win the East. There's no reason to believe that they won't get over the hump and actually win an NBA title here in the next few years. And if you can rock with a Jason Tatum and a Jalen Brown, you're talking, Harry, potentially about 10 years of this thing. If they figure it out, those dudes are in their mid 20s. There's no reason to think that their game's going to decline for, you know, at least, what, eight years from now? Kevin Durant doesn't give you eight years. So that's why I was looking at the trajectory of this as like, yo, Boston's sitting pretty because Boston is and in a he gives position. you four, though. We know he gives you four. Well, he, I think he gives you maybe two, right? Because we're, we're at his age, you think he's going to give you all four Man, peak? I, I think KD can give you four. I mean, he's locked in for four. And I think the Celtics, they're looking at this window like, okay, we have this window of opportunity. And you also have to look at the rest of the teams that's going to be in the Eastern Conference as well. Philly got better. Adding the the pieces that they added. They're going to have a year in the offseason to be able to be in Doc Rivers' system to learn each other, learn one another. You look at the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think the Boston Celtics even beat the Milwaukee Bucks if Chris Middleton was on that roster. Right. That, that series already had went to seven games. So I, you look at the East, Cleveland's going to be better next year with the young nucleus that they have. And then they drafted Obaji from Kansas, who's going to add to their roster another, uh, young, another young phenom uh, of a talent that they're going to be adding as well. So when you look at the East and you look at these teams that are going to be better, we can't forget about Miami. They just went to the, they were the number Let's one seed and went to them. the Eastern Conference Finals. You look at all these teams and how they're going to be better. So Boston was saying, okay, we need to be even better than that. I know we won the Eastern Conference Finals and went to the, the NBA Finals, but we didn't win it. We didn't they beat didn't the Golden win State it yet, Warriors. but they're there. And they're there five years into this experience with this young core, right? So it's like you're right there. You know they're going to continue to develop. And unlike the Warriors, because the Warriors get over the hump. Now, I don't think there's any chance KD's going out there. I, I know. I think that's just something we talk about in the media. Just because I, I cannot understand it from the Kevin Durant perspective, frankly. <laughs> like, I get the man wants to go to a contender. But, gosh, you can't go back to them after they just won another championship. <laughs> Nevertheless, I, I do think that them, they got over the the hump and like for the Warriors though an older aging team with their core although they brought in some of the key pieces that are younger and the Bulls and the Wiggins of the world but that core is still aging and older and they're not the same as they were you know in 2018 kind of thing so I can understand from them like hey let's capitalize on the now if you were lucky enough to bring in Kevin Durant and somehow he agreed to go back there with Boston though with how young they are and Jason Tatum's a player listen I have been out here on the hype train saying Jason Tatum's overrated because, I mean, Chris Canty and Jason Tatum is a so top glad, three I'm player so glad in the you league. Said it. I, mean, I was you about to get you. you I was about it. to get you. You know I am like, I, I have been the get one here on ESPN Radio that is just all over this past postseason <laughs> with the NBA. What are we doing with Jason Tatum? Why has everybody made him a top five player in the league? That being said, Harry... If I'm objective for a moment, and this is coming from me, I do think Jason Tatum can learn from this experience of not showing up at times in the postseason, not being the player that a budding superstar needs to be, and develop into that budding superstar. So I will, I will say this. The last time the Boston Celtics won an NBA championship, they added some, some, some older pieces to their roster. Right? You look at a, a Kevin Garnett was there. They added a Ray Allen or whatnot. Now, Paul Pierce, he was homegrown. Right? Rajon Rondo, he was homegrown. 
but they added some pieces. They won an NBA championship. I think for them to get over the hump, not saying that they need KD, it would make it that much better for them to get over that hump. And you never know. Listen, management, they want to win now. They want to win now. Everybody's not the Warriors and won, what, four championships in the last, what, six, seven years? Well, everybody should want to be the Warriors. Well, I understand that. But listen, just because you want to be them don't mean you can't be them. I mean, Boston feels – I mean, it pains me as a Miami Heat fan to say <laughs> it, man, but it pain, But I, it Boston feels like they're on their way. Like, they don't necessarily need to do this deal with Kevin Durant. But, but, but hey, they're in the mix, do according you, to Do Welch. you actually think the Boston Celtics would get past the Milwaukee Bucks? If the Milwaukee Bucks, I are do healthy. not think that they would have this past postseason if Chris Middleton had been healthy. No, I, I had don't the Bucks so as my favorite. Either. But again, what can can Jason Tatum take that next step? Can he learn from this last postseason? Can Is he? there going to be a time where Jason Tatum makes me eat my words when I have been out here on ESPN Radio hypercritical? Will he? That's the, That's question. the question mark. That Will is the he? question. Can he? But they're at a position, at least. I mean, they're there. They're right there. They're on the cusp of it. Uh, and it could look good for I a lot Kevin of years. I know Kevin Durant can help that. with that, though. Oh, well. that Well, Kevin Durant can help with it anywhere. So Boston apparently in the mix, according to Woj. We're going to get to your phone calls. Give us a call. Triple eight. Say ESPN. Your calls on Kevin Durant. And who is the best team to beat this season in the AFC? That's next. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. 
ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports Kevin Durant wants to be traded away from the Brooklyn Nets. There was a sense of inevitability, I think, around the Nets and around Kevin Durant that this day was coming. I think it's about time that Kevin Durant severed ties with Kyrie Irving as teammates. There's going to be a trade, and it's just a matter of where he winds up. If, if Kevin Durant is on the first train out, uh, Kyrie Irving will be on the caboose as far as the Nets are concerned. I think it's very likely that not only Kevin Durant, but Kyrie Irving have played their last games for the Nets. So we are a month into KD trade watch. And we finally have an update. There's maybe something a brewing when it comes to Kevin Durant and his departure from the Brooklyn Nets. Woj is reporting that the Boston Celtics may be in the mix, that they have engaged in trade talks. And now Woj is letting us know that Boston would be willing to include Jalen Brown in trade offers. This goes south for Boston, and Jalen Brown is still there. It's uh, going to be a little awkward next season for the Boston Celtics, but as a Miami Heat fan, I'm terrified of this. <laughs> like, this cannot happen. Kevin Durant cannot go to the Boston side. The more I'm thinking about this, this is just a terrible idea. Everybody should back off of this deal because I think you're right. If Kevin Durant goes to the Boston Celtics, then yes, you were talking about an immediate championship for that Boston do Celtics I, Do team. I want that to happen, though? No, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't want to see that. But, I mean, we know it's not Kevin Durant's choice. If that's what the Brooklyn Nets decided they want to do and they feel like they can get the what's best in return for their organization moving forward – then that's that's what's that's what's gonna probably happen, but I, I don't I don't want to see it because it it is a terrible look. I'll be honest with you, I would rather see Kevin Durant go back to the Golden State Warriors, really, than than, than to join the Boston Celtics, the team that just beat him up see, physically I I, in yeah, the playoffs. I I, see, I just don't agree with that at all because he's because already been there. He's already been to but, Golden State, but you're also talking about the team that just won. Yeah, I know, but I'm the just championship. Saying, so it's like, oh, I can't than, do it on my own. Now I'm gonna run back to you guys and do it with you again. The narrative, he'll never escape the narrative that he can't do it without the Warriors if he goes back there. He has to go somewhere else so that he can show he can do it without those guys because that has certainly followed him. You can't join the 72 or win or team or whatever it was and then win the championship and then also go back the after they won another championship Amber, he's years not going to escape the narrative if he joins the Boston Celtics well, either. a little bit more because at least the Celtics haven't been over the hump in many, many years. So from that perspective, it's like, well, I'm the piece that got them over the hump. But check yes, this out, they were though. in an NBA but this finals, out, but they couldn't get over the hump without me. When he was with OKC... They were up in that series, and the right. Warriors came back and won it. Right. He just got swept by I Boston. I hear you. Yes, he literally— You heard Kendrick Perkins on that thing? The Boston Celtics punk Kevin Durant. He got beat up by the Boston Celtics. And then he'd be joining them. And that, he's done that. I don't want to see it. He's certainly done that wanna, at another point in his career. I don't want to see it. I, I don't want to see it. But it's a possibility. Now, according to Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN's NBA insider, was on SportsCenter this morning explaining how— the Celtics got involved. Like everyone else, they called they called Brooklyn once it was revealed that Kevin Durant had asked for a trade back on June 30th. And you know, I think like other teams who look at their makeup, where they are uh, in terms of their championship pursuit, and do we have the assets that might interest Brooklyn? And it could bring in Kevin Durant and put us over the top. I think the answers for the Celtics. On all those questions are yes, but of course, at what cost, what price uh, for Boston? Well, that's going to be the question here. What cost, what price? Because they certainly have some good young pieces to trade away here. If I'm 
the Nets. I'm demanding Marcus Smart also, frankly, be part of that deal. And what does it look like if we decimate that team and it's just KD and Jason Tatum? Donald is in North Carolina. Donald, what are your thoughts on the Celtics going after KD? Well, I think, first of all, uh, Kevin Durant is a phenomenal player. But the team that won the NBA championship had great depth. And if you trade some of your good pieces, what depth do you have? I mean, yeah, KD is going to give you 30-some points, but KD gets hurt. KD goes to the bench. Who's going to be that guy that comes off the bench and give that spark? Where's the other good piece? You need depth. You just don't need one player. Thanks for the call. I mean, that's going to be the problem for any team trading for KD, which I think is why a deal hasn't gotten done yet for Kevin Durant, Harry, because we are talking about trading for one of the very best players in mm-hmm. the game, one of the best players offensively in his entire generation, if not of all time. And in order to acquire a player of that caliber, you are going to have to trade away a whole, whole, whole lot. And yet that player is not going to want to come to you unless you're in a position after you trade for him to win a championship. That's a problem that faces any team trading for Kevin Durant. I'm not worried about dip when it comes to Kevin Durant joining the team. Listen, when he was with the Warriors, the year they won it in 2017, 2018, you want to know who the Warriors had as their depth? David West, Jordan Bell, Macau, JaVale McGee, Quinn Cook, Sean Livingston. That's who they had as their depth. But they did have a core. If you have to trade away Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, then you've got Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant as your core. Like you that still is have your core. Robert Williams. Okay, Robert. Although to make on, the money work for KD, you're going to have to throw in some other pay- pieces. Like a Williams I'm just saying, from the Brown Boston Celtics perspective, if they feel like they need to get over the hump and they, and they made the call to the Brooklyn Nets, then they obviously they feel like they need something else. So this is the huge breaking news here on our Kevin Durant watch. Uh, Woj has the Boston Celtics now in discussions. We'll continue to take your calls coming up next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.